Welcome in to the Kings Outsiders. Welcome back. It's been a while. Um, the Kings are still in the playoff hunt with less than a week to go. They're only sitting a couple games behind the Spurs. Pretty much the Spurs need to lose out and the Kings need to win out in order to get into the test spot. So there's still some hope. That play you, in the tournament. You still hoping on that, or what are I you mean, thinking? I'll probably hope till it's done, bro. It's some astronomically low odds. Basically, I think like the beginning of this week, they needed the Spurs to drop four in a row, and they needed to win four in a row. Like all four remaining games for both teams. And that was like right after the Spurs played the Bucks, and I was like, "Oh, this is good! Like the Bucks should mollywop them, and that'll help the Kings out." And the Spurs like kind of whooped the Bucks' ass. I think they were they're already kind of chilling because they already have it locked up for the playoffs. And so I was like, "Damn, that's probably not good." But there's still a, a chance. And then the Spurs lost today to the Nets, and their remaining schedule is like it's not easy by any means. So. We'll see. the The Kings need to beat the Grizzlies tomorrow, though, and that's not that's not an easy W, and it's actually a pretty bad matchup for the Kings. So we'll see. I think tomorrow might might really be like a make or break moment. I yeah, mean, Spurs. I don't think it will be. Yeah, Spurs lost to the Nets today. They play Knicks tomorrow, then they play Phoenix. Knicks just lost to the Lakers, right? Yeah. So they're going to be looking for blood, trying to beat the Spurs. Hopefully they do. And they and, had a, a night off after the they played Lakers. Yeah, and then they have um, Phoenix Suns twice to finish the year. I hope Phoenix that the Suns aren't, like, resting their guys. I don't think they are because they're, they're only a game and a half behind the Utah Jazz for the first seed. Okay, so I think they'll be trying to play, trying to get that first that first seed to try to avoid the Lakers. Lakers are sitting in seventh, and the uh, Warriors are in eighth. But we'll have to see how that shakes out. Also, yeah, that was the other thing is the Warriors started going on a tear. The Warriors looked so fucking terrible earlier this year. It's amazing that they even have a chance, and then they've been going on a tear lately. So that kind of screwed the Kings in a way too. Yeah, Memphis has been. Uh, they went. It was a while that they were playing kind of bad, but lately they've been playing better. They've uh, won three straight going into this next game. Uh, the Kings. There's no news yet on Jaren Fox. Jaren Fox has been out with COVID protocols, but um, they haven't said if he's going to play or not. Another player that um, more than likely is going to be out is Marvin Bagley. Because he injured his groin, I believe. Of course he did. <clears throat> he came back for a couple games. Actually looked pretty good. And then um, <clears throat> this last game, he just didn't show up. He didn't play the fourth quarter. Uh, Luke benched him. And now it comes out that he has injury. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Tyrese hasn't been playing. Um, Jaron Fox, like we said. Tyrese is shut down for the season. And I believe that's it for injuries. Oh, uh, Harrison Barnes hasn't been playing also. Yeah, what the hell happened to him? Remember his, um, I think it was actually a groin. Or uh, not a groin, it was a hip. Hip I don't know if they call it hip flexors, another word. But he, um, I remember, I remember it was like a week ago that he, he had came up on a shot, did a spin move, took the shot, and then, um, pretty much asked to be taken off the court. That's not good. Yeah, they're calling it, uh, point injury. So with all these groin injuries, damn Kings players. Man. Not just some. Um, Anthony Davis just had one. I think LeBron had one earlier in the season too, right? I uh, you know he definitely did last year. I'm not sure about this year. Yeah, Harrison Barnes are calling it an adductor. It's not like a sprain, but it's like a adductor. Like, he pretty much like he didn't strain it. Yeah, he just like uh is feeling some discomfort. But he, honestly he wasn't playing that good as of late anyway, so he, he wasn't making a big difference. Yeah. The people that have been making a difference in my opinion are uh Mo Harkless, Damian Jones, and Terrence Davis. They've mm. been playing pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Thankfully, because uh Terrence Jones there for a second was falling off, dude. I was starting to worry about him. Terrence yeah, Davis, or? yeah. Oh, he bro, said Jones. Oh, my bad. I don't know why I always get them confused, bro. I wasn't sure which one you were talking about. Yeah, Ter- Ter- Terrence Davis, <clears throat> definitely. Yeah, he had a couple games where he was kind of MIA. You remember Terrence Jones? Terrence Jones, no. Played for the Rockets. I don't know why I always get them confused. But anyway, yeah, him, dude. His shooting was trash for for a couple games. So I'm glad to see he comes back. I'm really interested to see, like, what happens in the offseason. He made some comments that he likes it here, and he likes, like, the cohesiveness of the team and the feeling and everything. But he could be blowing smoke. And... You never know. Another team could be eyeballing him. They love eyeballing Kings players. So hopefully they can hang on to him for a reasonable deal. And then Mo Harkless, dude, he's been blowing me away. I was never really a fan of him, like, on the Blazers and stuff. I kind of thought he was overrated. But, man, this dude, I guess I just never realized how athletic this dude is. Yeah, he's not just athletic, but he's, like, super aggressive all the time. Doesn't really uh, let up on you on the defensive side, and then offensively he'll pick his spots. Yeah. I don't know, I've I've been a fan of his because you could tell once he wasn't that good on the Clippers, but um, once the Blazers lost him, you could tell their team just completely changed. Yeah, I like him. I think that's a good. I think he fits pretty well with the Kings. Yeah, keeper for next year. You're thinking. Yeah, I hope so. I'd like to see that. But again, it matters, like, the deal. 
and luckily they haven't been going too crazy. Like I don't see that. I don't feel like there'd be many offers like that. The Kings would be getting outbid, but I mean their money is kind of tight already. And then we're gonna have to see what happens with Holmes. Yeah, Harkless brings like what the Kings been needing to just the length, uh, defensive presence, the attitude too, and then. They just haven't had like a good wing defender like that in a while. Right. Definitely. But with him, like what makes me wonder, like I said, I want them to keep him. I think he fits well and everything, but I think that their biggest need was to get like a solid young small forward. And if they do keep Harkless and then they still have Wooder and obviously still have Harrison, like what is going to be the, you know, where, who's going to lose the minutes? Because up until now, I've definitely wanted them to keep Harrison just for, like, the veteran presence and, and um, I guess, experience mostly. But uh, I hate to see Woodard just sitting there not getting any minutes. And if they keep Harkless, and obviously he's going to be having to get some minutes. So that pretty much eliminates the need for them to draft a small forward. And... uh at that point, it's like, well, what are your, what's your main need? Like, especially if they bring back homes, like the more time goes on, the less it kind of makes sense for, in my opinion, for them to resign homes to whatever. I mean, anything over 12 mil. And even at this point, like with the bargains that they have in Metu and Damian Jones, like, I don't even want them to spend any amount of money because they do the same things, really, that Holmes does. And I like Holmes a lot, but the thing that pisses me off about him is he get he gets overpowered a lot, like down low, and then he doesn't put up good rebounding numbers, really. Like, it's rare that you even see this dude get double-digit rebounding numbers. So it's like, who the fuck is going to get your rebounds? And who, and a glittering weakness of the Kings for the longest time has been defense. So, like, that should be your anchor right there. And that's actually kind of a liability for you on defense. So, I really yeah. like him, but I just question the fit more and more. Yeah, like he's he's aggressive defensively, just undersized, like we've talked about before. And, like, yeah, I like him too. I like how you're able to just drop, dump the ball off to him, and then he could just hit that little floater that he has. Yeah, like the midrange floater, and then he's also a pretty decent uh, free throw shooter. But um, I feel like he started off the year better than he's finishing it. Yeah, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but at this point, like looking at where the Kings are now and looking at the team and everything, I really wish that they would have traded him at the deadline and that they would have traded Whiteside at least just get something for the dude, like. I know they could have got a second for him, if nothing else. Because now he's just, I mean, he's not even serving a purpose, really. Like, a body in practice, you know, a big body. Who, Whiteside? Yeah. Or, yeah. And then, um, honestly, like, for the for the right deal, like, uh, to a contender, I feel like they could have got a late first. Yeah, but they... They might still be able to do like a sign and trade during the offseason. It just depends uh, what type of offer he gets because they have his, his rights, right? As far I believe as they have his, his um, bird rights. 
Yeah. Or he's not restricted. Or is he unrestricted? Uh, as far as I know, he's unrestricted, but I'd have to look. Yeah, but the I feel like Damian Jones mm-hmm. and Metu have been kind of making him uh, expendable. Yeah, expendable. Because Jones, just by the eye test, you see Jones go in there and he's like disrupting shots, uh, setting good screens. Pretty much everything that we said that the Kings needed from him. Like he his his job is just simple, like get rebounds, box people out, help your team get rebounds, and then just kind of be a presence in the paint and set some good screens. And that's run what Jones been doing. Yeah, run the damn floor. And him and Metu, like as long as they keep up that <clears throat> like I don't know. They seem kind of desperate right now because they're both trying to get contracts, you know. So as long as they can keep that drive up and that hustle up, then, I mean, it's not going to rival Holmes' energy, but, you know, um, you could get it for much cheaper, I feel like. And in that case, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. And even Metu, I believe he was shooting a couple three-pointers in a couple games. Like he looked very comfortable. Yeah, I seen him bang a three last night, and I was like, hold on, what? And his stroke even looked kind of good, too, bro. I was like, what? At first, I was watching it on my phone, so I couldn't see very well. I was like, who the hell was that? Yeah, this is the type, This is the part of the season where, like, players are able to showcase, like, what, what other um, talents they have or what other skills they have. And Metsy's, like, pretty much been taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And they signed him to three years, right? You know what? I don't know. I was just going to ask you that. I thought it was two. Um, I'm pretty sure it's three. In that. I'll look it up real quick. In that case, what, have, pretty what good. have you liked about him, though? Uh, I mean. Is there anything you haven't liked? It's nothing that. It's nothing new. Like, it's the same thing that I've always liked about him. It's just he fits in well. Well, the main thing, I like his, his age. Like, he fits the timeline well. He's a big body, very, very athletic. Like you said, can really disrupt some shots, can run can run the court and get those easy lobs, you know. So those are all like the the basic foundation for a good young center. You know, he's not he doesn't blow you away. Like you're not just gonna throw the ball to him in a post every play and expect him to carry you. But he does what you need to do at that position and he's a good deal. You know, that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, so he did sign a three-year contract. Uh, three years, $4,373,000. Damn, uh, that's a fucking great deal. 700000 this year, 1700000 next year, and then $1,900,000 uh, in 2022, 2023. Damn, bro. They, I'm, damn, that's good. That's probably the dope. That's probably the most under the radar signing that the Kings have had this year. Yeah, and he's 23 years old. Um, he'll be 26 in 2023 when he's an unrestricted free agent, unless he gets an extension. So that's the type of contract that you just want to hold on to. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, that's versus Rashawn maybe getting around 12 million, is what we're. We're thinking he's in the beginning. That's the minimum, dude. I've been hearing a lot of rumblings about more, like 15 and up. 12 million plus he's 27 years old already. Yeah, he's probably peaked. 
you know, almost certainly he's peaked, I should say. And then, like, what I liked about him before, I mean, like I said, don't get me wrong, I do really like the guy. It's not like I have anything against him. But one of the main things that I liked about him, like, when he first came to the Kings was it seemed like he was kind of working on a a three-point shot and, like, developing that. He would take him every now and then, and it wasn't like you're just holding your breath. It was They were pretty decent shots. But he kind of fell fell off with that. I haven't seen him really take any threes that I could think of this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, he I can't I can't remember when he took threes either. So I and think... then the other player that signed a contract was Damian Jones, two years, two million two hundred thousand. What? Damian Jones signed a two-year contract. Who the hell were you just talking about when you said three-year contract? Uh, Metsu. Shemesi Metsu. They gave Metsu a three-year contract? You got me all confused now, bro. I thought we were talking about Damian Jones this whole time. No, no. Metsu. Metsu got the three years. When did they do that? Uh, they, they were both around the same time. Huh. So Metsu got a three-year, 4373000 and Damian Jones got a two-year, uh, two million, two hundred thousand deal. Is the first year this year, or does the um, two-year start after this season? Yeah, it's this year. Oh well, in that case, damn that Metu signing really was under the radar even more than what I realized because I thought we were talking about Damian Jones. Yeah, fuck. Well, in that case, cool. I'm happy about both. Now you really got to let Holmes go. Actually, hopefully, preferably what you said, sign and trade. I think that would be the best scenario at this point. Yeah, if you're able to. If not, then honestly, just I would say, like, you just got to cut your losses. Because you, you did, like you said, you did kind of mess up at the trade deadline and didn't get anything. So now you just got to cut your losses, let him go. Kind of like what they did with Willie Cauley Stein. But this time they actually have people in place that could replace them. This won't hurt nearly. I mean, this this Willie didn't hurt nearly as bad as this will. I didn't give a rat's ass if Willie walked or not. <laughs> yeah, there's some fans that were that wanted to keep him, but he hasn't done much in Dallas. So I would have he liked wasn't. for. Oh, sorry. What? No, go ahead. I was just gonna say I would have liked for them to do a sign and trade, but. Like I, I did not want them to keep him at all. Like both. Yeah, then, and then the other big they still have is Marvin Bagley. Supposedly he's going to be playing some center if he could ever stay healthy. This dude can never stay healthy, bro. He must. He needs to go on the most intense workout plan ever this summer. He needs to go on that Julius Randle workout plan. Yeah, I, I don't. No, if Bagley has that type of mindset that Randall has, though, you know? No, definitely not. At this point, it does, no, definitely not. Yeah, there's not a lot of players that have that. That's like yeah. a kind of like a Jimmy Butler mindset. That dude puts in the work, man. I respect him a lot. I liked him. I liked him on the Raiders. Oh, my gosh, bro. I'm tired. I liked him on the, uh, on the Lakers. But, uh, I got frustrated frustrated with him near the end because he was having a lot of silly turnovers. But man, that offseason, that dude really put in the work. 
and then I feel like he was pretty undervalued during during his time with the Pels. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Randall always liked him. I remember I went to a Lakers game in L.A., mm-hmm. and uh, it was like a back-to-back, so it was a Clippers game that I went to because I, I, I went there initially for the Lakers game, and that was going to be at night, like at 7 o'clock, and then I looked at at the tickets online, Ticketmaster, they had Clippers tickets for like fifteen bucks, and Damn. they were gonna they're gonna play like at noon. So I was like, "Why not?" You know, I'm already out here. Yeah. So I ended up going to the Clippers game, uh, watched that game. That's I think Blake Griffin was still there. This was like 2016. It was a year right after Kobe retired, <clears throat> and then. Um, I was I was there in between the games. Like I left for a little bit to go out, have lunch, things like that. But then I came back, and the first player out was Julius Randle. So ever since then, I'm like, damn, this guy, this guy has a really good work ethic. He's like the only one out there shooting for like probably like a good 45 minutes to an hour before somebody else came out. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I was like 10 seats up from the court. I think I got really? for that. Yeah, tree? yeah. It was a year after Kobe retired. It was like a, one of their bad years. Nobody likes it. One of their wait. Are you saying one of the Lakers' bad years? Yeah, right after the, the year right after Kobe retired, when it was all the young players. It I was like uh, Clippers. No, no. Well, Clippers ticket was lower level. It was like um, maybe like thirty rows up. But I got those for like I said, like, <laughs> like 15, 20 bucks back then, and they still had Blake Griffin. That's crazy. But the the Lakers tickets, I think I paid like two fifty for both, and I was like ten rows up. Damn, that's lit, bro. <laughs> but yeah, that's ever. I mean, I like Julius Channel, but after I saw that, I was like, all right, this guy's pretty hard worker. But yeah, it's something that Marvin Bagley is not <laughs> <laughs> that we know of. I mean, yeah, it could be just like people. There's some people out there saying that he's Mr. Glass. That he's what? Mr. Glass. Oh, dude, it definitely seems like it. But yeah, he's. Um, and what sucks about him is that he does have potential. You could see it when he came back for those games. Like, he was doing some good output. But um, his defensive – the defense and then just staying healthy is, like, the biggest thing about him. Definitely. 100%. Speaking of hard workers, what in that world happened to Brandon Ingram? Is, is uh, he had uh, some type of injury. Um, I think it was also like some type of like a hip coin area injury. Because these think... dudes are in, they're in the crunch time. Lonzo's out, Bi's out, Stephen Adams was out. Like, I don't. Yeah, know. Adams is having back issues. Uh, Zion broke a finger. Uh, Lonzo was out, but he's playing right now. Lonzo, um, I believe, it was actually like a hamstring. He didn't play today. 
You didn't play today? No, and they lost, so they're done for, bro. Yeah, well. They are eliminated officially, which is crazy. I can't believe that. They should have dumped Bloodsoe's ass. Oh, Bloodsoe, yeah, he's been... He's been horrible like all year. But I think this is his last year. So I, I think next year, I know people keep saying next year is going to be the year for the Falcons, but I think once they get rid of Eric Bledsoe, let Nikhil Alexander-Walker play. I don't know if you've seen him play lately. Oh, yeah. He's been playing great the last couple games. Yeah, I think a uh, starting lineup with Lonzo, Nikhil, um, or Nikhil or Josh Hart, keep Josh Hart and then uh, Ingram, Zion and Adams would be pretty good. Jackson Hayes though has been playing pretty good. Honestly, um, I, ne- I never understood the whole Steven Adams signing and now it just makes less, even less sense. Oh wait, Bledsoe actually has one more year. Trade that motherfucker ASAP if you can I'll give that. I'll give you a. I'll give you a free McNugget if you take his ass. <laughs> yeah, they need to dump him somehow. On some team, I, I honestly don't know why they kept Bledsoe over George Hill when they had the option of trading either one. Where the hell is he at now? <clears throat> George Hill. Yeah. Um, I think he's actually with the Seventy Sixers because he went to Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. I haven't heard nothing about him. Yeah, I think I, I was watching a Sixers game. And I think I saw him running point. Sixers are so sorry. Yeah, he's on the Sixers. But, yeah, that's, that's crazy. I thought I thought they would have a chance, but once I saw that Ingram and, like, all those players they had in the kill out for – 19 games. They had um, Kyrie Lewis out for like five games. Ingram's been out for, I think, like six, seven games. And the rest of the games this year, then uh, Zion's been like in and out with small injuries. Lonzo was out for like a month. Like all that just added up. And I think they could have made it. Josh Hart's been out for probably like two and a half, three months. So, like, with all that adding up, then obviously it's going to be hard to get into the playoffs. What was Hart's injury? Um, I think it was something with his foot. Pretty sure it was um, something to do with his foot. That's crazy. Yeah, they got Kira. Oh, no. He tore a, a ligament in his thumb. That's right. That'd be a pretty fire backup, uh, like bench backcourt with Kira, Kira and uh, and Nikhil. Yeah, I I think they could interchange Hart and Nikhil as starters, just depending on, like what they choose to go with. But Nikhil is like a freaking, like I told you, he grew a couple inches, and he just like he's you could tell he's starting to get the game, like he's it's slowing down for him. And Kyra Lewis, like people might laugh at it, but he kind of reminds me of like a shorter De'Aaron Fox, just Ooh. the way with his speed and just the way like he cusses the defense. 
But um, somebody else that they got was a rookie named uh, Najee Marshall. That dude's like, he's heck of surprised me. I think they found their backup small forward there. Mm. Just really good on defense and offensively, he just picks the spots. Which is something like like these type of players are the type of players that the Kings need to find, you know? Yeah, dude, definitely. 100%. So that brings me back to like my question with you feel like they got some promising stuff uh, at the center position, and we both agree that we like Mo Harkless, and I definitely like Robert Woodard, and pretty much all season I've been thinking those were their needs, like in the in the upcoming draft would be small forward and center. So I mean, now like going into this off season, what do you think is their biggest need? Um, for me, like I wouldn't go into it looking like for biggest need. I'd just go for the top talent, best player available. Yeah, best player. Even if it's like a point guard, like you could always use a backup, backup point guard. I mean, maybe they end up being better than the Fox too. Like you never know, you know. <clears throat> I mean, I know they have Tyrese and Fox, but if you could find somebody that's better than them. Or somebody like as good as them, and then maybe try to get Buddy out or something like that. Then uh, you make that move. But like I said, I think you just get the best player available and try to build from there. Like you have to keep in mind, it's not this isn't the team that McNair drafted. It's Vladi's team still. So I'm sure he wants to get some draft picks in there and try to like rebuild the team. Yeah. And we'll see this draft. This draft. Love this damn draft class, man. What do you you think they're going to hold on to, buddy? I don't know. I was actually just going to ask you what if you thought they should or not. It sucks because he's played so shitty that, like, his value is completely gone. So I don't want to yeah. see – I don't want to see them get rid of him for nothing. Um. And honestly, at this point, like just how things shook out in the second half of the season, I'm starting to question the Harrison Barnes fit more and more. So, I don't know, man. Um, I'd say probably keep Buddy for now just because, like I said, you won't get nothing for him. And if nothing else, at least he's like elite at one thing. You know, he's an elite shooter when he's hitting. So you have that going for you. And then, I, like, I'm not sure about Harrison. Yeah, the thing about Buddy, like, at least he's trying on defense this year. He's not just, like, getting blown by all the time. Yeah. He's at least being aggressive, trying trying to stop people. Yeah, 100%. And his shooting hasn't been there this year, but when it comes to shooters, like, that's not – Something that happens consistently. I'm sure he'll get his shot back. But um, one thing I do, I do want to see is uh, I kind of want to see Tyrese like handle the ball more, and then put De'Aaron Fox at the two. 
because I feel I don't know if you've been watching the games lately, but I feel like the ball movement's been a lot better. But you mean since Fox has been out? Yeah, they've just been passing the ball a lot better. And do you think that overall that just benefited the team, like their this style, rather than having him getting all those buckets? Yeah, and like I, I wouldn't say all the blame is on Fox, but I feel like maybe, maybe like the other players kind of like rely on that too much instead of trying to pass the ball around, like get better shots. So yeah, I think it has benefited that he's been out. Like they don't have like a good go-to scorer, so they have to make those type of like uh, passes and ball movement. They have yeah. to run plays and stuff like that in order to get some good shots. Right. I feel you. Which is something like, um, even when Fox is in there, is something that they need to do. Like if and if Dami's like taking the ball out of Fox's hands for most of the game, and then like a and crunch time giving him the ball to like just do whatever he wants, and not only does that help him like conserve his energy but he could also kind of focus more on defense and then um he'll be able to like just go all out during those periods of time you know that'd be nice but yeah but he i think we got to see um he did he has been playing a little bit better lately but um the whole year he didn't play that good same Bagley, like we were talking about him earlier, his, his value's down, but his value's down. Harrison's Barnes value was really high at the trade deadline, but then he started playing bad. And then his value's down. So it's going to be a hard job for McNair, but um, I think we'll we'll talk about trades and stuff like that later on in the <clears throat> on different podcasts. For now, we'll have to see. We'll, we'll be back probably, what do you think, like after the when the week is over? For sure, if they make the playing game, we'll be back. And then um, probably just in general, right, once, once the season's over, come back to like a season review. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, get geared up for the draft. Yeah, and then something we also want to do is uh, like one Kings podcast and then one like NBA podcast in general. So we'll probably start doing something like that. Especially during playoff time, we could talk about uh, games that we saw and stuff like that. So if you guys want to reach out, just uh, tweet at us, um, Facebook, Yahoo, everything's Kings Outsiders, uh, Twitter. Kings Outsiders and Anchor app. Uh, like we said, if you guys want to send a voice message, just uh, message Kings Outsiders. We'll play your voice message and answer the question. So, until next time, thank you guys. Yeah, let's go, Kings Vic. Hold out, hold out hope, man. I hope it's only a couple more games and there's still a shot.